It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Numbers, a color, and something inflatable in Plus I got a few dollars, I could fight the case So I pull over to the side of the road I heard 
Cause I'm young and I'm black and my hat's real low. Do I look like a mind reader, sir? I don't know. Am I under arrest or should I get some more? Well, you was doing 55 and the 54, huh? Lost as a registration and step out of the car. You carrying a weapon on you, I know a lot of you are. I ain't stepping out of shit, all my papers legit. Well, do you mind if I look around the car a little bit? Well, my glove compartment is locked, so it's the trunk in the back. And I know my rights, so you gon' need a warrant for that. <laughs> Aren't you sharp as a tack? You some type of law or something, somebody important or something. I ain't passed the bar, but I know a little bit enough that you wanna legally search my shit. But we'll see how smart you are when the K9 comes. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. 99, 99 red, red balloons. 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. folks it is so bad it's good with ryan bailey this is your buddy ryan and this is your wednesday episode we just keep chugging along it never stops we do not stop we do not stop uh how is everybody doing today if you've made it to wednesday that's it you're done for the week this is hump day baby and what i always say about hump day is that you can give up at this point you can phone it in in work in your family life, with your friends, phone it in, man. And then Saturday and Sunday, it is right. We can smell it in the distance. I am I am salivating for that weekend. Now I'm actually creeping myself out just even describing the weekend. <laughs> describing the weekend. Oh my goodness. It's Tuesday night. It is 8.31 p.m. I am trying. I'm... I'm I want to get this done and get to bed and start start a new day tomorrow. You ever feel like that? My mood has been so up and down today. It is like high and then low and then high and then low. Uh, but we have a great episode. We have uh, Dax and Adam, the guys who host this amazing podcast called Hollywood Raw. And they met working at TMZ. You might even recognize Dax's face, especially um, from that show. I think he was on for like 10 seasons or something crazy like that. But they know the insides and outs of all of like celebrity gossip and news. I mean, Adam is out there on the front lines chasing these stories down most of the time. So their perspectives is just so great. I got to guest on their podcast a, like a month ago on their Friday show when Adam was uh, out of town and I had a blast and... Uh, they finally got to come on my show, and I'm so I was so excited to have them. I woke up at 7:30 in the morning just to just to have them on the show, and that shows you that I that's how excited I was. Because usually, listen, my I, I if I even if I wake up at eight, my my mind and my brain doesn't start working until like 11 or 12, but somehow it all it all worked. It all. It all held up, and I can't wait for you to hear that interview. Reminder: There's timestamps if you want to skip ahead to the interview. Don't worry. I'll probably never know. Uh, you can totally do that. That's what the timestamps are there for. Hello to any new listener out there. 
Let me tell you a couple of things. We're going to do a couple of news stories, and a couple of the news stories actually involve TMZ um, footage and interviews, which uh, we talk about both of these things that I'm going to highlight before the interview, but we talk about them in the interview as well. But I want you guys to have reference and the audio in case you have not listened to it yet. So that's going to be there, plus a myriad of news stories. It is, and, and, and listen, the, 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 you know, I do this, like, listen, the goal right now is to make myself laugh. Hopefully you guys laugh at some point, but I'm trying to make myself laugh and get into a silly place. Um, oh my God. I went to, uh, I was talking about this. Oh, a couple of advertisements, patreon.com forward slash so bad. It's good. I did an hour and 20 minute recap of last night's of Tuesday of Monday night's summer house. And I lit that thing a new, I, I kicked summer house in the butt. Uh, and I, I feel like it is one of my better recaps for what was really a miserable episode. But I, th- I might, but my recapping was on point. I'm usually never confident in myself, but I think I was on point in that recap. So if you want to hear it, I go off on Summer House. That's over at the Patreon. And tomorrow at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we're going to do a, a live, like an hour-long live Patreon live chat. You'll be able to see, you'll be able to uh, talk in the comment section. It's usually a lot of fun. And I know that's the time Vanderpump Rules airs on the East Coast. You'll be able to watch it afterwards. Um, and also, listen, Vanderpump, we, we want to watch it. We're very excited. But I'm like, okay, I'll watch it after the Patreon because I'll probably have to talk about it for the rest of the week. And I'm 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 in Vander Vanderpump, what is it? And Vanderpump. Pump exhaustion. It's. I'm just trying to combine the words Vanderpump and exhaustion. I'm really at that point. I'm trying to find things fun. Like I, I found this story uh, insanely sad. Elements of it were exciting, coming from a reality show lover. Then sad again. Uh, then funny in some of the other you know things happening around the story. And then today I find it's sad again. So uh, hopefully by tomorrow I will get my outrage completely back. And we're going to talk about Vanderpump a couple of times. But I, I went to eat um, lunch today. By, by that I just mean I took a plate of salad into the bed like a man. And I turned on the TV and it was on Bravo. And it just always now locked on Bravo. And they're rerunning Vanderpump Rules. They are trying to make now as much money off. They're like, you know what? We have 10 seasons of this. Let's do it. Let's watch it every day. They're just rerunning that thing nonstop. And it was season three, episode 18. And that was, I believe, the season finale of season three. And it at first, it was wild, you guys. It was at the end of the episode. I somehow start, like I somehow turned it on right at this moment where they were in the Sur Alley, the place where dreams go to dr- go to die and, and Dodie's, you know, chain smoke cigarettes. They were out there, and it was like Jax, Dodie, Schwartz, and Sandoval. And Sandoval was like, Kristen, stop it, Kristen. Just get out of my life. And he was with Ariana at this point. And Dodie, in a talking head, says, congrats, Ariana. You, you'll sound like you win. You now get to wonder where he is every night. Uh, wonder why he's not responding to your text messages, your calls. One, you know, and it was like the darkest thing. And at the end of the episode, you know, Sandoval was like, do you want to move in with me, Ariana? And she was like, yeah, I totally do. And you think they're on this happily ever after. Now, listen, at the time, it's really interesting how you can watch something in the moment and then watch something years later and have two different takes on it. But you're, you're, I was sitting there just going like, 
Listen, Dodie has her own issues. I'm not, and Dodie, it, admittedly, because then I watched the season four premiere where I think Dodie was like, I, I, I'm seeing a therapist to help me be less crazy. Like, I literally think that was the line which she was like, me and a therapist are working on me being less crazy. <laughs> so, um, it, it, you know, it ends with that, but I just think, I just thought, man, like, wild. What if this dude has done the same thing with every girl he's been with. He potentially loses interest. He's never stopped going out. Like, that's, I even knew that about him. He just wanted to be out every night. But I just always thought, I I, I just always thought he was a really good dude that didn't really care. Like, he, he, you know, had female attention, but it didn't really mean anything to him. Or he was just friendly with everybody. I really, really didn't think anything. Ah, so wild. You know, I keep saying I'm not going to, but I think I might re-release that Sandoval episode, even though you can find it, but I might do an unedited cut of it from last January, because people keep telling me they, they've they been listening to a couple things from it, and it's enlightening. So I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll do that, or maybe I'll take a day off and just release that. I don't know. But that was just wild that that popped up at that moment, and it just got me just kind of thinking of like, holy shit, has he always been like this? And he just got potentially tired of his relationship with Ariana. And then there was this new chippy, uh, this Bambi-eyed chippy from, you know, from around the way that's, you know, treating him like the cat's pajamas and, you know, gives him that good feeling again. I don't know, man. I think I got to see a therapist about this. <laughs> um, okay, a couple of news stories. Uh, so, oh, yeah, so the Patreon, it's over there. Also, if you like this podcast, leave it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, it, it always, it always, it, I don't know, it just makes me feel good. Um, so this has been a wild day. We we first want to congratulate uh, Lindsay Lohan. Um, she's pregnant with her first child. Congratulations, Lindsay Lohan. This, this is happy news. I'm so happy about this. Lindsay Lohan, you know, it's so nice. Uh, I watched that Netflix Christmas movie, uh, finally, and it was, you know, she was cute. It was cute. I mean, I want good things for Lindsay Lohan and I'm just so happy when she's, when you don't hear about her in the public eye for bad things. And this seems like an amazing thing. So that's good news to start your day off with. Now, some bad news, uh, or bad news when I read this, I don't know if you guys remember... Do you remember there was this character on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? I think she was a friend of. Her name is uh, Freddie Mellencamp. Is that ring any bells? I think she was the daughter of um, Right Said Fred or some uh, pop star of some sort. Anyways, she has a podcast with Tamara from OC. Now, Tamara, I think, you know, legendary. So Tamara does like, I, I think it's kind of like a um, Make-A-Wish Foundation for uh, Freddie and does a podcast with her uh, out of the kindness of her heart, which is cool. It's very successful. I think a lot of people like it uh, due to Tamara. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> Freddie said one of, I think, if not the stupidest thing, the stupidest take on the entire Scandal scandal. She was on Melissa Gorga's podcast. <laughs> Remember when housewives were just housewives? Remember when housewives? Hey, when you, when you, when you get, when you get signed up to be a housewife, they immediately hire you. They hand you a podcast. Now they're like, uh, "Here, Melissa, please. This is your podcast, and this is your podcast." Um, she said this on the podcast. She said, "Lisa Vanderpump probably paid Raquel to do this." 
And then she went on to say, well, Lisa, I mean, I think she wants the best for herself as I would as well. I mean, you guys wouldn't. You'd want your shows to tank. And then Tamara wisely pointed out, uh, hey, the show is doing really good right now, prompting Freddie to reply, which is my point, which is exactly what Vanderpump wants. So let me just, I mean, I know it's still early in the week, kind of, but this could be maybe even the year. This is the dumbest take I've ever heard. And it, I, I really was trying to think about it from all ways. Now, I was trying to think of like two ways of looking at it with Freddie. And I kind of look at it two ways with uh, Rachel as well. Either she's, uh, Freddie is, is, is really dumb, right? And knows nothing about housewives or she wanted to say something dumb because she just wanted attention. But either way, dumb is one of the main uh, points of both of those things. This is just a dumb take. And this is why I think this is what the problem with Freddie for me is is that she doesn't get it. Even to this day, even with her pod, Tamara gets it. Freddie wants to get it so badly, and she wants to get it so badly that she will do inane takes. Inane like, hey, hot take. I'm like, it's not, because it's kind of dumb. Dumb. Just dumb. Also, (laughs) dumb right off the bat, because we know Lisa Vanderpump's insanely cheap. She's not paying Raquel to do shit. I mean, she probably paid Raquel minimum wage to act like a server at Serve for a while. Which, by the way, did you guys hear... Pump is going to be closing. They are selling Pump. Uh, it, I think, is going on the market very soon. That was a Dumois post. And then uh, I saw some uh, people post about the listing. So it is going under. So that means just Sir and Tom Tom will be open on the Vanderpump Row, which is very sad. I actually... If I were to choose one to close, I would go Sir. But I guess you can't because it's just... Now, this museum of misery that you can go visit uh, just to to reenact your favorite, uh, you know, scene of somebody cheating on somebody or somebody get into a fight in the alleyway. Um, but anyways, this, this Freddie thing, I just this, this. Sorry, my watch always randomly talks to me when I get excited. This Freddie thing is so bizarre to me because I just I always read these takes where I'm like, girl, you were even on the show and you don't have good insight. You were like on the show and every like Tamara's always really good with the insight and from like everybody that will send me a quote or something like that. But then it's always everything with Freddie. It's really just off. Like, girl, live in the real world. You know, like, you know why they cheated? Because Tom's a D-bag and they genuinely got weird and evil together. It wasn't because Lisa like, Dear lady, Rachel, what if I gave you $5,000 to cheat with old Tommy boy over there? Like, come on, live in the real world. So anyways, uh, Freddie, you you know, thank you for trying. I... I appreciate this. I mean, it is also what I say, though, about popularity, fame, anything nowadays, though. If you get people angry, even like me, that's considered fame these days. So, yeah, I guess it keeps your name in the... But wouldn't... I just... I guess call me old-fashioned. I've always wanted to be talked about because I've said something good or funny or correct. Uh, I know that's crazy. I know that's not where we're at anymore, but I always think that's like the way to go. Have a take that makes sense. This just doesn't make sense in any any stretch of the imagination. And I think these are the kind of takes that overall just continue to make Freddie Mellencamp look bad. 
You're just like, oh, girl, like this is like, you know, like, and she finally has something pseudo successful, but it started only being successful because Tamara, I remember back in like the first year of this podcast when she was just Teddy Teapod and it tanked completely. It really did tank. I, I We talked about it on the show a lot because I, I would read reviews and stuff from the show. And then she tried to revamp to a, um, a murder mystery podcast and that didn't take either. And then she landed on two T's in a pod and through Tamra, it became successful. I mean, right there, it's an inspirational message of never give up, but um, I just want her to be better at it. My goodness. Um, so listen, I wanted to talk about this I haven't talked about the Kardashians in a long time uh, because uh, I've been trying to practice self-care. That's a complete lie. But uh, I wanted to... So many people messaged me about this too. Uh, you know, a Chloe, Chloe Kardashian. Uh, so yesterday... Oh, by the way, now I'm seeing who's liked this post that I know. Uh, Happy birthday, Tristan Thompson. You are truly the best father, brother, and uncle. Your love, attention, silly dances, hugs, carpool rides, bedtime rituals, the way you show up for them. All of the above means more than you'll ever know to your family of littles. My birthday wishes for you that you continue to crave change, healing, and transformation. Be strong. Be kind. Be patient. Be free. Continue to make your soul and your mommy proud. Happy birthday, baby daddy. Now, the mom thing, totally tragic. I hate that. The rest of this, Chloe, my God, this could have been in a Hallmark card given to him personally. I feel once again, you put yourself out there and I know this is not going to have good returns for you. This guy is already creeping. I've heard it many times from people. And also, it's hard to say what an amazing father you are when he has a child now that he has still never met because he holds it against that lady that she got him busted in the most recent crap with Chloe. But that's not his other son's fault that he has never met. That's not his fault. That's not a good father. That's still showing that he's a child. Also, your love, attention, silly dances. I was like, is silly dances like code for like sleeping um, with people on the road? Uh, you know, your silly dances. Um, I don't know, man. I just thought this was, I, I screamed. Also, we, we've talked about this many times, but the, you know, on its face, you're like, Chris Jenner, what a wise woman, never wanting to fight with any of uh, you know, any of her child's fathers and all that stuff. And yeah, but at the same time, I believe she goes so far. This man, just to remind you, made Chloe look like a flipping idiot on like four occasions that were big and then multiple occasions outside of that. And the way they protect these really bad men in their lives. Like at this point, do you think Ariana, I mean, Ariana, her mom at this point, you know, just still celebrated Sandoval after what he's put her through. Like you're now there's distance on the Tristan and Chloe thing, right? It's like, what, six months since the last bad thing. So you probably don't feel it as much as you might have been angered in that moment. But now it's just like, would you think that, you know, you you would tell Ariana, man, that the guy really effed you over. He really dicked you over in a very public, humiliating way. And Chloe and the Kardashians who live their lives in a very public way, that is the kind of commerce that is like somebody defaulting on a loan. Is somebody, you know, making you bankrupt by embarrassing you publicly. And this dude did it multiple times on multiple different occasions and lied to her, got her back, lied to her, got her back, and then would do it each time again and again. But all of a sudden, man of the year. Man of the year.
man of the year. In fact, if I was Tristan, I'd be like, Chloe, I love you so much. Uh, I don't want you to post that. I want you to, I know you love me. We love our kids. I don't need that kind of adulation. Uh, just worried about the family unit here. And in fact, if Chloe should have made an addendum of like, P.S., go see the son that you haven't seen yet. He is still uh, somebody you created and he deserves a father. And especially as great of a father as Chloe says this guy is, I want to see that kid have this great of a father. I mean, don't you? Sorry, just got to get that uh, aggression out. Um, Real Housewives of New Jersey, I watched it tonight. Um, It was kind of a so-so episode. It was Dolores's softball game. And I got to tell you the one thing I just, and I said this last week, the one, my big takeaway the last couple of weeks is every time I watch it, there are people on this that look like tomatoes. Joey Gorga, Louie, all the Geodichis. I mean, like, it's wild. I'm like, and uh, Dolores's boyfriend, new new guy, Polly. I thought something was wrong with my TV, and I almost went to adjust the color in it. I mean, it's red, guys. It is so, it's alarming. So much so that I want Bravo to put some kind of, like, thing at the beginning where they're like, your eyes are not deceiving you. They really are that red. And if you want to tone it down, adjust the contrast on your television sets for this hour. Because it really was distracting. These guys go up there. All of a sudden, I'm looking for like cancer spots and stuff like that. I'm like, is everybody okay in Jersey? Whatever tanning bed you guys are all using, you've set it to such a high level that now I'm more interested in like how they're getting so red than any other storyline on this show at this point. And that's all I got to say about that. Um, this was, oh, this pissed me off, actually, because it's like, okay, so Nancy Myers, you know Nancy Myers, amazing writer, director. Um, uh, she's just done so many great films that we all love, like The Holiday, The Intern. Um, I'm trying to get to the story right here. This really made me mad. So she was like in the in talks, like really like about to like happen for this new film for Netflix and the movie got shut down over budget issues. Now this was going to be uh, with Scarlett Johansson, Penelope Cruz, Michael Fassbender and Owen Wilson. Uh, we're going to be in roles. Now this is the thing you're going to kind of go, wait a sec. It's budgeting concerns because Myers is said to have asked for a budget of at least 150 million, but the studio did not want to go over 130 million. Listen, I know that's insane money. Okay, but Avatar costs like $500 million. Like, if you look at a Nancy Myers movie, the lighting is so perfect. The sets are so perfect. You know, that thing, those things are really, really expensive for the way Nancy Myers directs. Because you're like, oh, rom-coms, romantic comedies, that shouldn't be that expensive. And sure, I'm the same way. Part of me is like, ah, oh, come on, Nancy. But she is an auteur and she has a vision just like any of these men in Hollywood have their visions. Nobody's telling no to Steven Spielberg. Nobody's telling no to James Cameron. They get whatever they want. And I think Nancy Myers movies have always provided uh, money to the studios that they represent. She's always made money for other people. And so I think, why can't a woman have their vision for a romantic comedy than a man can for action? There is a huge audience for romantic comedies. And by the way, that should not be an art form or a, a type of film that goes uh, the way of the dodos. The romantic com- We need romantic comedies. We know, need romantic comedies when we're sad. We need them when we're happy. We need them when we're in love. We need them when we're finding love. The romantic comedies are the backbone of the way uh, sometimes that we feel like we need that just like we need action films. So I also think that hopefully this is part of a strategy to leak that they're having issues and they have to shut down this 
And either, you know, listen, $20 million is, that's a lot of money. But when it comes to a movie, maybe, maybe they can work this down. $130 million is still a lot of money. Or maybe there will be such public outcry where Netflix will be like, F it, give them 20 more million dollars. Because God, you guys, do you see what Netflix has? They have some, they have some wild, wild, really bad movies on there. Have you ever tried to watch any of their, I was watching, what was it called? Like some The Rock movie with Ryan Reynolds or so it was like Red Dragon. Now, what was it? What was it called? It was just horrible. It was like a paint by numbers, like film that was just horrible. It, it left you feeling nothing at the end. And they do movies like that all the time. They don't even blink. But like a movie like this, I'm actually interested in seeing this. Nancy Myers hasn't worked in a long time. I mean, it's complicated with Meryl Streep, Steve Martin, and Alec Baldwin was awesome. I love her films and I love her vision. So I just wanted to share that. Yeah, take that, Netflix. I'm angry. Oh, you guys, did you hear Juan Dixon lost his job as the head coach at that basketball uh, at the college? They just announced that uh, they were terminating him. And so they are actually uh, so glad that Juan Dixon is not there right now. I mean, that's not funny, but it'll be, I mean, Juan has had some wild issues with all the cheating allegations. All I mean, so I'm curious what Robin will say. I'm curious. By the way, I actually am cur- curious. My first thought was maybe this will secure her an, another season because I was hearing a lot of rumors that she was on the bubble of being demoted to a friend. So maybe this will give some sort of storyline. I don't know. Um, Oh, also, and then finally, uh, before we get to the clips, I wanted to play Daily Mail. Daily Mail is so funny. I I love it and hate it at the same time. But they did this uh, Lala Kent story. And this, uh, it was kind of far down on the entertainment page. But they're like, exclusive Vanderpump Rule star Lala Kent inks Five-figure deal with fashion giant Pretty Little Thing amid Tom Sandoval cheating bombshell. And Pretty Little Thing, I guess that's like a big clothing company or whatever. The point, the part that made me laugh was five-figure deal. And so I was like, wait, five-figure deal? And then I, in my head, I was like, was it millions? And then five, I was like, five figures, one, two, three, four. I was like, wait, so this could be as little as $10,000 and as high as $99,000? That's really good money. But like when I think of stars, I think of that. I think of six-figure deals. Like there's been times in my life where I've had 10-figure deals. Like if I've had a job for a year, that's a 10-figure deal, you know? If I'm doing my job right now, you know, not when I was making a minimum wage, but I just thought that, but it also shows you, and we're about to get to a clip of Lala, it shows you the hustle that is going on right now. Lala is a in a very tenu- a very interesting part of her life because she isn't depending on Randall. She has she is having to you know really make things happen for herself. So I think that's why you see those Daryl hoodies and all of that, which I don't really care for. But I I like that she's she's hustling. She's wanting to use whatever spotlight she has to make sure that she can provide for her daughter. And by the way, her daughter really is. I was looking at the picture of her second birthday party, smiling, like saying cheese, and it was so cute. And then, dude, Randall's other kids, Amber Childers, Randall's first wife, um, brought uh, her two daughters that I know Lala is close with to that party. And I just kept feeling so bad for those two kids, thinking about all the crap that their dad did, and now they have to hear about it. I do want to say his, her, their dad did, not just like wild accusations. But I just thought, you know, so 
it is, you see a hustle right now. And I'm about to play you a TMZ clip of Lala that was on TMZ today. And this was great because we do talk about this and the Schwartz clip from TMZ in this interview. But I want you to hear the Lala interview. And from what they say, this is, uh, this is a planned, uh, this is a planned on the street clip. Give them Lala. How are you doing? Sunday today. Oh my, you're such an icon. I'm dying. I don't know about that, but it was funny. Truly, you are. Thank you. I have to ask you, what do you think the reunion is gonna be like? I think they should start getting us cages now. You think? Yeah, totally. What? I mean, has Rock Hall been filming at all with you guys? I don't know what bottom feeders do. No. I'm an apex predator, baby. Nope. You're gonna need that for Raquel, huh? The mace dropped right at that. What should the seating chart be like for the reunion? I have no idea. I wish I had control over that. You, that's gonna be a bravo, a bravo thing. You think they should sit Tom and Raquel next to each other? Oh my gosh, that made my heart pound really fast. Yeah? Yeah. You think they should? I mean, I what do you think? They should, I, they might. I don't know. They could show up and be like fully together. What's your per? You think they are together? I don't know. Can I? Ask None of us know. Really? Yes. I have no idea. You think that Raquel and Tom are in love? Sandoval is a narcissist. He doesn't have that type of emotional capacity to love anything. A lot of people are pissed about Tom Schwartz's response. Apparently, he knew about a month before this all came out. We're Did all gonna find out at this reunion. Did he do the right thing by staying quiet for his friend? I don't like weakness. No? Should yeah. what what should Tom should he have told her or should he have been a good business partner and kept his mouth shut? No. I think at times you have to like choose to be a good person. And he should have told? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. What do you think he should have done? Just rolled up on Ariana. Or said, you tell Ariana or I will. Yeah? Yeah. Um, let me ask you TMZ. Do you, one more, one more thing. Let me ask you real quick. Let me ask you real quick. Should Tom still, should Tom still be on the show, or should he be taken off? Should Raquel still be on the show? I mean, it's reality TV. Yeah. Yeah, they, they should be on. They should. Yeah. Thank you, Lala. Bye, babe. Bye. It's gonna be me, literally, one day, just screaming without a camera. Lala. Um, so our guest today from the Hollywood Raw podcast said, yeah, this is most likely a, a setup thing where, you know, they sent somebody out to talk to her and, and catch this, you know, candid moment where a couple pieces of information uh, got sent out, as well as my next clip from Saturday with Tom Schwartz. With like, what's up, man? How are you doing? And this was definitely a setup thing. But we find out in this interview where money gets exchanged for these things. They walk us through this. So I'm going to play the Schwartz clip right, right quick. We'll say one more thing, and then we're going to get to the, the interview talking all about this kind of stuff. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers... 
First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Fly style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. Hey, what's up, Tom? How are you doing today? Hey. How's everything going? It's okay. Okay, okay. What should we be up to? Where are you flying to? I wish we could be meeting under more auspicious circumstances. I know, right? <laughs> Last time it was my divorce, and now it's yeah. scandal. I know, I know, right? <laughs> Hopefully next time it's like something better, you know? Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. How's, how's Tom holding up since everything um, up? He's okay, I think. He's okay? okay. Relatively speaking, I mean, uh-huh. he's, he has a sense of profound sadness. Okay. Rightfully so. Profound sadness. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and to some extent, maybe uh, he is, but he knows he fucked up. Yeah. And the whole thing is just really sad. Yeah, I know, I know. 
How do you feel about it? I, it's crazy. I'm not gonna. At first, I thought the whole thing was fake for the show, oh, but like yeah. now that everything is just like building up, it looks I can't real. Write like this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but luckily, um, Ariana has a really good support system. Okay. And um, she's with her friends. I'm not sure where she is, but yeah. I hope she's living a good life. Yeah. Just indulging. I hope she goes on a living spree. Okay. And um, yeah. I'm just hoping this whole thing blows over, you know? Yeah, same here. How's, how about Raquel? How's she's holding up? When's the last, talk to Raquel. When's the last time you talked to her? I haven't seen her or talked to her since this whole thing started. Okay. Um, yeah. She's uh, really unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people think you, you knew about the whole thing that was going on. Uh, Did you know anything about it? I prefer not to talk about that at the uh -huh. time. I mean, you'll see it play out on the show. Yeah. I hate that. It's such like a cliche thing to say, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you ever mention anything about her? Like... Did you see I mean, him hanging out late night, I maybe just, him going out to... It's fucking complicated. Yeah. Um, that's the understatement of the year. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, I'm hanging in there. I think Tom's okay. Okay. I haven't talked to him um, today, but... Yeah. Yeah. What, about, what do you think about Sheena slapping Raquel, like hitting her the whole... I have to... I haven't talked to her claiming it. it didn't happen. Yeah, I haven't talked to her happen. I haven't talked to Sheena. Yeah. But, um... Really, I'm just sad, you know, about the negative impact it's having on our business. Yeah. But I think um, cooler heads will prevail. Yeah. And um, yeah. I think I'm it's good. Keep on keeping on. Yeah, I think it's good. Good for the ratings. Like the well, ratings I are mean, up. That's the last um, thing I'm thinking about is ratings. Yeah, I'm just yeah. worried about Ariana, but I know she has a really good support system. Okay. A lot of friends and family who love All her. All right. Lala and uh, other cast members are saying the kiss you kissing her was to like cover up their. <laughs> no, that's not true. So that's that's not no. true. No, unless I was just a pawn in the game. No, okay, so it just it just happened. Like, it was never... <laughs> we didn't become, well, I don't know how much I'm going to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anyways, okay. maybe I'll skirt over that. All right, it's all right. It's kind of complicated. Oh, oh man. So, <laughs> there's so much... There's so much there, you guys. But I like that. For one time, he's like, oh, man, like, I just hate, like, the, you know, the unfortunate things it's doing to our businesses. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, man, businesses are really, you know, okay. And then at the very end, you know, he's like, oh, it's good. It's probably good for your guys' ratings. Oh, the ratings. The last thing I'm worried about, I'm just worried about Ariana and how she's holding up. Like a second ago, you were just worried about your businesses, and now you switched to Ariana. And then I liked that he was like, you know, have you have you spoken to Sandoval? No, I haven't really spoken with him. And then he goes, today? <laughs> There's so many little things in this that I, I, I love also. It's like, ah, uh, I don't know. I hope Ariana's living the good life, you know? And like, I hope she's on a living spree. I'm like, do you think she's living the good life on a living spree like a week out? Like, do you really think that she's on a living spree right now? Like this, she didn't get like retired to some like beautiful retirement community. Like, oh, I hope she's running in a pasture with a bunch of other dogs. Like what? I mean, it's like, dude. And the thing is like. I don't know. I, Lala, the first clip I thought, you know, was great because at the end it was like, yeah, they should still be on the reality show because, yeah, everybody wants to, like, make money and they've done horrible things like this season after season, I guess. This one just really stung for a lot of people. Um, but this just – and this was kind of obviously – and they'll talk the, – the Hollywood Raw guys will talk about this. This was kind of a, a setup thing. Um, and I, I – so anyways, let's just get into that right now. I'm I'm also just kind of – up and down in my mood, so I don't even know if I'm making sense. But I, uh, I want to thank you guys so much. Uh, I've I've read a lot of your messages, and and I've not been able to respond. And some of the times that's hard for me. 
Uh, but yeah, thank you so much. And this is the show is just this is what I have. This is really what I have. And I'm um, I I love this show so much, and 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 the people I've met, and you guys through this. So the show is going to keep going. Um, so that's it. So uh, Hollywood Raw, this podcast is awesome. They do it two times a week, uh, and these guys, uh, Dax Holt and Adam Glenn, are just awesome. A wealth of pop culture information. And I ask him one thing in this because I we talk. Uh, about our love of pop culture and we all kind of come at it from this love and I was so happy to hear them say how much they love it because sometimes you're like is this a job or do you really are you obsessive and you love it and they love it like I do and I was like F yeah dude bro squad so anyways Here's Dax and Adam from a podcast that you need to check out called Hollywood Raw. But today, uh, this is a very special day because there's only a, f- a few people that I would get up at eight in the morning for, and y- we have two of them today. Uh, so sorry if I'm just waking up. I thought I had that like nightmare that I was going to sleep way past this, and I didn't. So already, it's a great morning. But these two people, I don't even think they know how much they mean to me, and probably how much they mean to you. Now I've told you how much you've listened to the show for three years. I love pop culture so much. And part of loving pop culture before podcasting and stuff like that was obsessively refreshing your computer on sites like TMZ. And I did that probably 80 times a day. I would sneak it at work. Uh, if you, uh, you you recognize Dax from TMZ, if you see him, you recognize him. Uh, he is one of the uh, like most known faces from that. And Adam Glynn, uh, he's a guy that like, took paparazzi to street journalism level and has talked with everybody out there. These two people have some of the most inside scoop of entertainment news today, and they have an excellent podcast, airs two times a week. It's called Hollywood Raw. It is the ultimate entertainment podcast, and I'm fine saying that even though this is an entertainment podcast. <laughs> These people, I mean, they've, they've been doing this. They know everything. I could throw anything out there at them, and I'm going to try to do that today and, and see what they have, but this is just, I've been looking forward to this so long. I was lucky enough to fill in for Adam when he was seeing uh, Rihanna at the Super Bowl uh, a couple weeks ago. And so I'm so glad they get to come on mine finally. So Adam Glenn, Dax Holt from the Hollywood Raw podcast. Welcome to the show. That was a damn good intro. Hello, buddy. How are you? Hey, how are you guys doing? Uh, Dax, I know you now, but Adam, I've not got, I was just listening to your Friday episode and you guys, if you're looking for just a quick adrenaline hit of pop culture, it is such a, they do like a top 10 rundown and I was listening to it, talking out loud to myself going, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> I, so I, I, Dax, can you guys explain to me uh, how you guys came together? I mean, was it at TMZ working there together? Well, the funny part was, so Adam and I, we worked together for quite a few, how many years, Adam, do you think we actually worked together? Like six, seven, it's like, yeah. Like six. We were not friends, though, really, at TMZ. Like, we, he was in New York. I was in L.A. We didn't really have much interactions. We didn't, we didn't hang out. He would come out to L.A. every once in a while. They'd bring him out for, like, a holiday party, or he would be do, shooting something in L.A. And so I, like, saw him, and I'd maybe say hi, but that was kind of the extent of it. We weren't really friends. We really connected after both of us had left TMZ, and we're like, hey, what are you doing? Well, I'm not doing much. And his name kind of popped into <laughs> mind when I was approached to do a podcast. Someone was like, oh, you need to do an entertainment podcast. And I was like, well, who could I have co-host? Well, 
Adam. He's like the best talker I know, one of the best interviewers I know. And that's really kind of where our friendship started up was through the podcast. Yeah, Adam, Dax was we, like we, Dax and Dax and I had different positions. I was on the street doing yeah. all the paparazzi street interviews, and I was based in New York City. Dax was in LA, and Dax's job was to go through all the photos that came in through all the photo agencies and see what photos or what video, what content was good for TMZ.com and the TMZ uh, TMZ TV show. I, I mean, it, it, that, this just I, I geek out on this so hard. Um, uh, let me hit you with something that happened over the weekend. I know you're not uh, working with TMZ anymore, but just in your expert opinion, mm-hmm. and I know uh, Adam, you're not on the uh, the the Vanderpump beat like a lot of us. I mean, you 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 did hang out with Sheena just a week and a half ago when all I of this was broke. Raquel. Was the, the, uh, you, so, guys, he tells this story on Friday's episode where he was with Sheena and Ra- Rachel Raquel, whatever we're calling her, that night, and Sheena the next morning was texting or DMing with you saying that she got into a fight with Raquel. Is that correct? She did. Yeah, yeah. I was with Sheena Raquel in New York City. This was Wednesday. Now, last Wednesday, they were in New York, and they were doing media all morning. They did, I think they did, like, New York Post. They did uh, an NBC show. They did a bunch of different media that day. I was with them towards the end of their media day, not before, before Watch What Happens Live, and they were sort of tired. We were at this thing called Rise New York together. It's like this... um, it's like a cool kind of exhibit about New York for New Yorkers yeah. in Times Square. So we hung out and they were super chill. They were cool. Um, very pretty. Had a lot of tanning uh, material on. And, uh, <laughs> that's all we need to know. Yeah, that's you definitely hung out with Sheena. I got it. Yeah. yeah. So they were, they were cool. Very um, people. I've met like a lot of the cast members from Vanderpump. From They're all very nice, but they're very L.A. in a way. Um, and that's it's just it's a vibe. Anyway, yeah. super cool, super fun. That night they did watch what happens. And it was funny right before we were waiting for their car to come to take them back to the hotel to get ready for watch what happens. I asked him, I go, do you guys get nervous when you do watch what happens? And Sheena was like, no, I get excited for it. And she's like, this is the first time I've done the show with who's someone who's a friend of mine with Raquel, because every time she's done in the past in the past, she's done with people like Wolf Blitzer and like random like people but this is the fr- and they have no say of who they get to do the show with but this was the first time that raquel uh that sheena was doing the show with a girl who's a friend of hers they well, did what? watch what happened well, that, that, yeah. that day that was the last day of their friendship yes yeah. yeah that night they did watch what happens and i didn't see the episode i didn't watch watch what happens but the next morning sheena hit me up and she was like hey uh you know we talked about some things she's like yeah i got into a fight with raquel last night i was like wait what like eight hours ago we were together and you guys were just saying like you guys were friends and i know you guys were on two different flights on the you guys were taking two different flights home you guys were also staying at the same hotel but you just were saying you guys were friends like i don't understand how you guys just got into a fight and now you're apparently not talking to each other and then what i found out from uh, a friend of mine who's very close to the vanderpump cast and and said to me like they explained to me. I mean, pretty much, they told me everything. This what, what happened, what went down. I was like, "Oh shit!" I'm sorry. Oh, um, no, you uh, can no, okay. no, no. Okay. Jeez, this is a um, this is an adult podcast. Oh okay. poop! Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was just like, "Oh man!" Hey kids, Adam just told you your first. It taught you your first naughty word on this show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was like, "This is huge news." The problem was, I was like, so I knew about it before it came. But the Sheena, whole thing became public. Adam, yeah, Sheena didn't when he when. 
Are you kind of hitting yourself now because she, I mean, did you go, why, what happened? Did you have your reporter brain on at all of like, tell me everything? Or were you like, oh, that sucks. We'll have a good day. Well, I didn't know to the extent of what the fight was. And I don't know what it was over. I mean, I was like, you guys were just friends. It had to be something so small and stupid because what friends fight like this? And by the way, don't forget, you were going, you were on the Arnold Schwarzenegger classic. So your brain was kind of not in that moment too. Yeah, I was yeah. at. I was, yeah, so I flew the next day to Columbus, Ohio, to go to the Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, Classic, this like big bodybuilding strongman yeah. competition. So a big, uh, not a big celebrity, another celebrity hit me up, who also is very connected to the Vanderpump, and told me everything went went down. So I didn't know that the news was going to break that quick. However, yeah. what in my opinion was one of the people within the cast leaked the news to someone at TMZ who broke the story. And then the story went crazy, which I could have broke the story. I just wasn't in front of a computer. I had a lot of stuff going on. I was, yeah. uh, I wasn't right there, but I was, and you probably assume these people fight every day. Like, you know, like the, yeah. the Vanderpump people, like they're reality stars. I mean, you guys were just talking about the Brandy Glan- Glanville ultimate girls trip fight. Like these things mm-hmm. happen all the time in reality shows, but now it's kind of exploded into this really big thing where the camera crews back up after they finish the, sh- uh, the, the season. What I wanted to ask you guys this weekend, TMZ released uh, an exclusive video. We saw Backgrid uh, on the, the, the the video the itself credit, yeah. and it, yeah it was at LAX interviewing Tom Schwartz a walk and talk for like four and a half minutes and can you explain from your perspective it, how this video even goes down was it because, a setup shot yes it looks very because he doesn't look that surprised he actually even yeah. says to the guy oh uh, I think the last time I saw you was my divorce or something like that and he answers every there's very specific questions. He answers everything. Could you explain how this happens? Is this real or not? I'll let Adam take this one because I've got my opinion, but I want to hear what Adam's is because he's the one out in the streets more often. So doing this, I think yeah. he can pick it out. Yeah, no. Uh, again, I don't know the camera guy who did the interview. Now, you, Ryan, I appreciate you asking that because you, you know your stuff. So it's good that you knew about background in the photo agency. So the video wasn't actually shot by TMZ. It was shot by uh a freelancer, another photographer, paparazzi, who gave the video to Backred and Backred kind of licensed the material to different news outlets around the country. Now, the video itself, it seemed like Tom knew he was going to be there. Like, in my again, this is just my opinion. I don't know this one for sure. Yeah. And usually I'm very good at this one. But for my um, – because I usually know the guys who do setup shots. From my, uh, in my perspective, this was – a little bit of a setup shot. He knew he was going to be there. He stopped and talked. I'm surprised it took this long for him to do the setup shot and kind of speak. Um, yes, I do think this was a setup shot because there's not too many good video guys out there. And this video guy was actually very good. He knew his questions. He knew everything that was going on yeah. in the Vanderpump. Like it felt the questions were very outlined where he knew to get to all the points and it was in a very good order. So I do feel like this was a setup shot. Do I judge it? No. Do I think it was good for him from good for his personal brand to get his opinion out? Absolutely. But I will say if he saw this morning and again, we're doing this episode the day before this episode. If you're seeing this episode live, this is a uh, Lala Kent just did an interview. With I TMZ. saw that. I just I woke up and saw that. Yeah. Now, Lala Kent, in my opinion has been very outspoken about everything. And, you know, she's been very public about everything, about everything going on in her life. I mean, you can't, she's been like an open book about when it comes to everything that's going on in her life. I do believe that was a setup shot to uh, a setup shot as well. And the reason I say that is because 
I know where the paparazzi usually shoot in LA. I know that TMZ doesn't have that many people on the streets anymore as they once did when I was there. They used to have 26 people on the streets and now they have like a handful. And it was like an off the off the radar spot. It was a, it was a spot that wasn't on the normal path for a paparazzi, which means that Someone had to tip them off. Something was going on. Yeah. Now, I feel like now that Tom gave his opinion, Lala said, I'm going to jump on the bandwagon, give my opinion of what's going on. She did a whole two and a half minute interview with um, with a TMZ person. So I do think she tipped them off for the Tom one. Back to the Tom. In my opinion, I do think it was a setup shot. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not. I, I was just going to say, I'm like, I do want to put it out there. I'm all for setup shots. I am. I am not against it whatsoever. I feel like it. It. To utilize the paparazzi, celebs do it. It's a back and forth, give and take relationship. It's a handshake deal. Yeah, it is. And you know what? An interview like that is going to go a lot further for Tom than him going and sitting down and chatting with Jimmy Kimmel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, that interview is going to get picked up on every website. Yeah, we spread all the all the Instagram bloggers spread it. All the yeah. we all spread that information. So by Saturday night, it was everywhere. Everywhere, and we were all throwing our opinions. But to that point, though, well, first off, Adam, I think it's great that you're you make it sound like the TMZ reporters. It's like the Last of Us. There's just a few scurrying about Los Angeles right now. <laughs> yeah. um, but I love it. it's like the but uh, the thing. The other question everybody has about this. I love these kind of walk and talks. I don't care if they're staged. You get so much information out of it. Can you explain? Could is money changing hands besides backgrid licensing this stuff out? Is money exchanging hands with people like Schwartz and Lala? We know this. We you don't know that specific answer, but uh, I don't. Is there I'm, money exchanging hands? I'm gonna say no. From my experience, that's not the benefit for the celeb. The celeb needs the press, they need the publicity, they need coverage. So that is what they get out of it. They stay relevant. They're not getting paid. The The money exchange is, yeah, going from a back grid licensing to TMZ, especially if it's exclusive. I mean, that's, you know, a bigger chunk of change because that just makes sense. You're getting exclusive. Not everyone's getting it. Um, but no, I don't see the celeb getting it. And it's rare that the celeb gets that payoff i i know that that's happened in the past that there's certain celebs that yes they want that monetary kickback if they're gonna allow the paparazzi to take their photo maybe in their bikini on the beach at some exclusive set yeah there might be an arrangement but for the most part it's you know you're getting press out of it and that's what these people need yeah from my experience i I've only paid, and again, I've I've done a bunch of setup shots, and it's fine. And um, and it, it, listen, I, I think it's good because what I say is this: my my thing with setup shots is, and this is my pitch to a lot of celebrities, or influencers, or people in the news. I say, listen, if you do an interview for the Today Show, you do an interview for the Today Show. If you do an interview for Live with Kelly, you do an interview for Live with Kelly. When you do an interview with me, it's an interview for the internet. And uh, what does that mean? Absolutely. I have no idea. It's just a really good pitch. <laughs> but it's uh, uh, <laughs> I'm in. It like, well, yeah, let's do it, Adam. I'm in. This sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of blogs pick it up. And I think it's also it's a very cool interview in a way, because when you're on the Today Show, when you're on Jimmy Fallon, when you're on The View, you're performing. The lights are on you. The camera's on you. You're not being real. You're, you're, you're really you're the questions, you know, are coming. They're kind of performed. Once an interview on the streets, they're raw, it's real, it's a guerrilla style, and I just feel you just get more um, authenticity with it. Now, when it came to as far as what does the celebrity get out of it, 
from my experience, only once have I paid a celebrity. I paid them twice and I gave them money um, for the interview. And it wasn't a big person at all. It was Sandra Bullock, but it was, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but it was uh, an idiot. No, but it was like a random, so it was not a big celebrity. And I gave them some money in exchange. I said, listen, I want to make, give, I want to make it worth your time as well. And this is someone who could have used the money. And it wasn't much money because at the end of the day, I don't make enough money where it's a difference maker for them. Because you have your own photo agency, right? You have your own photo agency or your own, uh, or I was reading in your bio. So you, I mean, this is what you still do on a daily basis is you're still licensing photos and things like that. Yeah. I'm still running around the streets with my camera and I, it's not even my own because I don't, I only do with my own content and my content's a little unique. It's not the normal type of stuff. I monetize my content, obviously, on social media via YouTube. Uh, and then once in a while, I'll give it to the outlets to kind of use my material. Not much because what happens is is I, if I get an interview and I give it to, let's say, TMZ, TMZ will go around saying, oh, people will say, oh, look what TMZ got. I'm like, no, no, no. TMZ didn't get them. I got them. Adam Glenn got the interview. So I don't want to give TMZ or let's just say another media outlet the the benefit of the doubt, like, oh, they got the interview. I, I am my own brand. And the reason why they talked to me, they didn't talk to me because I'm TMZ. They talked to me because I'm Adam Glenn. And that's not me being a dick of a narcissistic guy. It's like I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm trying to make it, guys. So it's yeah. like it's me just trying to hustle and grind and I've worked hard and more than a decade in this. They develop these relationships, and that's why some of these people talk to me. Yeah. Uh, do you guys uh, love celebrity pop culture and stuff like this? Is this like a, a passion, or do you consider this most work, or is it both? No, I, I think we both love this. And I, we've always joked about how we were like the kids who would like pick up the Us Weekly magazine yes! off the like coffee table <laughs> and read it. And, you know, I, I, I just. And I don't even know what the obsession is or why I was I gravitated towards it. But I've always just I've known celebrities, known the stories, their backstories, all that kind of stuff my whole life. And I don't I don't I don't know why. It's just what I've I gravitated to. Like I even got into like I was working for ESPN for a little bit. And I'm like, why am I here? Like, I don't know these <laughs> athletes like this is not my my thing. And uh, so getting into entertainment news was just such an easy transition. I like, it just comes naturally, I would say to yeah. me and probably the same to Adam. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I always said to Dax, when well, we always said together, it's, you know, before that, it was hard to prove to girls that I was straight because I just knew so much. <laughs> it's the same thing. Of, People just assume they're like, yes, queen. Yes. And I'm like, I'm, the, I'm sorry, dude. I, I don't know why I, I got the hard copy of us weekly. I got the hard, like I'm, <laughs> the hard copy the hard cover us weekly uh, it was just, um it was something that it was like high school to me you know and that's what it is it's something about high school that you just kind of want to know what's going on in the business and i found the very the politics behind the industry very interesting i found the fan the, the fascination of like how the you know this industry works. I was obsessed with that. And that's what we kind of do on our podcast. We always say we like to humanize Hollywood and we hope people kind of enjoy that side where we kind of like people understand like the business behind the business and how that business is what keeps the, the, the industry going in a way. Um, it's just exciting for me. You know, I don't, it, it's, it's just something where I, I'm still a fan. I get yeah, excited. Yeah. I mean, every day there's something new that's a, it's a constantly evolving, but what are the biggest, what is the biggest change? Like, 
thinking about the music industry when Napster hits and all of it, you know, what is the biggest change in terms of celebrity pop culture in the last decade in your eyes? Oh, that's social media, 100%. It was yeah. 100% social media because when TMZ first started up, we were still having to go through publicists to get responses, to get uh, some kind of soundbite from a celebrity. And then as social media kind of took over, it, you were less dependent on PR people and publicists giving you information. Stars would just do it themselves on Twitter or on Instagram or, you know, so you had access. You didn't have this access years ago. So I'd say that has been 100% the biggest just shift change in entertainment news. And, um, you know, being I, I feel like the people who are off social media are still the more interesting people like the the Brad Pitts and Leonardo DiCaprio's because they're still some mysterious to them. Yeah, they're yeah, you don't know everything about them because they're not posting every time they take a dump or every time they go on a vacation, you know, so you're curious about them. Whereas people that post every single thing, you're like, all right, well, I know what they're up to. So I'm not really curious about them anymore. Well, I mean, that's what I was thinking about in terms of like binge watching shows nowadays because of social media, you almost binge, uh, binge read pop culture. And sometimes a story can break and end within a day period now. But then there are people and families like the Kardashians that constantly hit that button again and again and again. And right now I feel like we're in this weird uh, not silence because the Kardashians just went to the Vanity Fair party and uh, birthday party on Friday, but it's a, it feels more quiet on the Kardashian front than usual. What is your take on the Kardashians as a family? Because you've seen their rise to power and how they've used things like TMZ backgrid and all of that stuff. Uh, what is your take on them now and where they're headed? I mean, they're awesome. I mean, personally, I gotta say, you know, from my experience with the Kardashians, it's a little surreal in a way, um, because like, again, I've been doing this for more than a decade and I was on the streets. I was never on the red carpets or on the production team, you know, and I would deal with Kim when she would fly commercial and I would get her when there was no, there was no bodyguards, there's no security, but she was always so cool and she was always very nice and she's still very nice. Like she's good to the fans. I always say you could be a dick to me, but I judge a lot of celebrities about how they are to the fans and she's very good. Like you could, you could see how she is to the people around her. She's very sweet and she's very nice. But at the end of the day, it's like they changed the game. You know, this is like when people used to say, like, what are they famous for? But now you see the biggest stars in the world trying to rub elbows with them and try to get some of that, uh, you know, you know, some of the magic. Kardashian sank. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, no, I want to kind of hang out with them. I want to see what they're doing. I want to be involved with them because it's good to be. And it's uh, what are they going to do next? I mean, I, I don't know how you could get bigger. I don't know. They're because at the point now, if we had sirs and like. Like if we had a sir or whatever they make like the a knighting in, in <laughs> like a knighting, they would be knighted D in America. Dame like, Dame Kimmeth Kardashian, yeah. yes. Yeah, there would be a dame here. That's yeah. I feel like if we did that in America, they would be dames, they would be knighted here well, in it, America. In reality, That's though, how like, big they've gotten. They are, I mean, as sad as it is, they are our royal family here in the US. You know what I'm saying? Like you we talk about them like them. the Royals on a daily yeah. basis. There's so many rumors. I mean, listen, Chloe just yesterday, I mean, just gave a huge Instagram shout out to Tristan Thompson, mm -hmm. best father, best this. And I'm like, this is also the same dude that's publicly cheated on her. TMZ broke that story. TMZ like yeah. multiple times. And to me, that's fascinating because you're just thinking about the psychology of this person that is still giving shout outs to this guy and just what a wonderful person and father he is. Yet we've seen publicly every 
time he's humiliated her. And we have a record because of people like you guys doing God's work. I mean, that's probably not God's work, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> No, but really, I like, here's what people, like, people obviously love to hate the Kardashians. It's just a yeah. fun thing to do. But I, I'm on the Kardashian boat. I love them. I think that what they have done over the last, whatever, 15 years it's remarkable. It's really hard to stay relevant in Hollywood. Like to have a reality show, to stay current, to keep people talking about you, that's not easy. And they have this talent to keep the narrative going, to keep people interested in them, to change up the storylines. Like I, it's, it's remarkable that they are here today and even more powerful and more prominent than they were 15 years ago. Yeah. I give them a lot of credit, even just like on a, self-help mentally to go through the stuff they've been through and also kind of still somewhat seem level-headed especially in hollywood which is a super tough crazy industry where you're not getting invested in you know drugs or something like that or you know with everything that's gone on through their life with caitlin and divorces and all that stuff to kind of still like mentally stay strong with all like the stories that go on in the media from the even the robberies overseas i mean it's they still have been able to stay like even you the know. Kanye divorce. I mean, think of all the stuff that he went out and said publicly and tried to kind of like pull her down. You know, like she's kept a, a pretty stable sense of self this whole time. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it is fascinating for a family to go from like selling tummy tea to selling some of the world's biggest and best products, you know, mm-hmm. wearing designer clothes. Uh, it just it really is something that to, to be studied. And I study it all the time. But you're right. I get so much crap for it on this show when I talk about them. But I'm like, if you love pop culture, you have to study them. Like there's just there's nobody else doing it at that level. I just wonder where, like you said earlier, where they go from here. Like, I mean, and it seems like the men in their lives are the biggest chink in their armor from Tristan to Kanye to Travis to you know, Travis Scott, you know, um, speaking of, uh, Kanye, I was just watching for the first time, some, some video of him and his new wife, Sensori or Sensori. And he's obviously still, you know, dealing with whatever, uh, just the horribleness he spewed in December. What is your guys's feel on that? Is there going to be any kind of a relation with like a handshake deal, with uh, entertainment reporters to eventually have him do some sort of comeback? Or does he even care at this point? I mean, I think Kanye is just on another planet himself. Um, I think until he gets the self-help he needs, it's it's not possible. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like everything he's done over the last year has really put a stain on his his legendary status. You know, like, let's be real... Kanye is crazy talented, really successful, and has so much genius inside of him, but he ruined a lot of that with his comments. And it's like you spewed so much hatred and just dumb crap over the last year and a half that, like, I can't look at him as Kanye, the the musician, the talent anymore. I look at him as, like, Kanye, the dumbass. So, like, how do you recuperate your image after all of that? Like, you have to come out and be like... Sorry, guys, I was mentally unstable. I said some wild stuff. I really apologize. And here's how I have made myself better. But like he's got to work on himself before he can rehab his image at this point. Yeah. So we did the story on the Hollywood World podcast where I mean, this is a true story that Kanye became very, you know, obviously during all the anti-Semitic comments that came out, you know, a couple months back that. Kanye was looking for a publicist and he was kind of going from publicist to publicist 
but nobody wanted to work with him. And then he was looking for a conservative podcast. Uh, I'm sorry, conservative publicist that can help him in that direction. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the publicists, and he was paying like a lot of money to these publicists, but they realized the publicists that a, they couldn't really help him, and B that working with Kanye hurt the relationships with their other clients and also with the media outlets that were offended by him. So it became like he, you just couldn't touch him. Um, so like Dak said, I think it's, he's just got to work on himself. And I think right now I it's, I'm a Jew. Was I offended? Of course. Was I mad? I, I mean, I don't, I don't, it is what he it was is. Pissing I don't, off everyone. Like he was pissing, he was pissing off, off everyone, but it's like, he was pissing off the Jewish community. It's just yeah, like, he was offending was just, everyone. And I, and here's the thing with Kanye. I had, I've always had a hard time discerning, like, is this how he really feels? Or he is just saying this for shock value to yeah. piss people off. Cause like, yeah. why else would you say, uh, you know, slavery was a choice. Like you have so to bad. be legit wild and to say that, or you're just trying to rile people up to get publicity. It, I mean, I, that was in the TMZ offices. I remember exactly watching that. I remember watching that interview and he still was able to come back for a couple of years after that, or Kim was able to kind of keep him at bay. And it's just really wild because I'm like, how are you ever supposed to enjoy his music again and have like, yeah. And like, in, you know, introduce your kids to his music. And uh, when you're like, Oh, just, just ignore everything he says. Just don't listen to anything. Just listen to his music. I, I find it hard to separate the two nowadays because I think in pop culture, you you unite you know what the person says and what they do nowadays more than mm -hmm. ever. 100%. I think right now what Kanye is doing is very good though. He's just staying quiet. You know, you're trying. I, I wish he would not go to all the Giorgio Baldi restaurants and some of the hot spots in LA. But I think right now the best thing for him to do is kind of stay quiet for a little bit. If I was his rep. I would let him stay quiet, let the dust settle a little bit. And then eventually, I don't know, if you plan to come back in the industry, want to be work in the industry again and win people back over or just kind of get, then kind of speak again and kind of be out there. But for right now, just stay quiet. Just stay yeah. away. Just Someone should have taken away his Twitter password a lot sooner though <laughs> True. like that would have I mean, been Kim's best move. Just I, I always think throw away the, the password. Like the point is, like I always think, like oh man, if I could get two million dollars, like I would, I would shut up for the rest of my life. I always think that, but then these people, they get this power and fame, and they want to talk more than ever. They never like want to hold it back, and they just kind of ruin it sometimes for themselves. I see. What is the story that you're uh, the the most tired of this year or last I, year that you're it like was literally I can't. Kanye. Literally Kanye. We got so to sorry, Dax. I'm sorry. You guys, no, no, yeah. no. It's it's funny because on our rundowns where we cover, you know, the the number one, uh, the top ten stories of the week. Every week it was Kanye, Kanye, Kanye. We got to a point where we're like we cannot cover him anymore because it's just it's too much. It's in your face nonstop between him and Kim, and then them getting the divorce, and then him getting remarried and the Julia Fox. And like, it was just like, we were so sick of talking about him. I'm not sick right this moment, but we were tired <laughs> of there. talking about him. Um, just cause every, every week it was something new with him. Yeah. yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, no, we, we, we actually said like, we're just done. There's not much more we yeah, could say. Yeah. It was just becoming exhausting and it became like, um, it's like, are we, you know, he hasn't, we're, we're doing stories about a guy who's obviously going through some mental health issues and it just became enough. It was like, I just don't want to even get into it anymore. Like you could read about it. I just don't want to even bring it any more attention to the story. 
And I think there's a fun to pop culture that sometimes it even crosses a line where, like you said, it's not fun anymore. The story I'm having the most hard, like trying to really get invested in, and a lot of people want me to get invested in, is the Haley Bieber, Selena Gomez with a side of Kylie Jenner. Uh, where do you guys fall on this? Should I care? I'm finding it hard because you you talk about high school drama. This is like ground zero for it. I I, I think that... They don't even want to be talking about it themselves. I think Selena's <laughs> so over being included on every Justin Bieber narrative ever that uh, I haven't spent too much time. We covered the story uh, about them, but it's almost like I, I, don't, I don't think the girls want to be involved in this narrative. So, like, why do we care? So is it the fan bases keeping this story yes. going? Is that I mean, it 100%. feels like a war between fan bases at times. A hundred percent. That's that's the only reason that uh, Selena, every move she makes, it's like someone says, oh, but what was Justin Bieber doing that day? Like, what does it matter? Like, if you watch her documentary, um, I did, she yeah. literally struggles with like, why can't I date someone without it being connected to Justin or why does he get married and I get wrapped into the narrative. And, but I wanted to take a moment to talk about our sponsor this week. This week we are sponsored. So bad. It's good is sponsored by factor. Uh, and that is America's number one ready to eat meal kit. And I'm not joking about this. I don't know. I, I, they've, they've, they've been a sponsor on this show before. And what I think is cool is that, Okay, listen, I'll just be honest with you. It, I'm lazy. You guys, I mean, I'm not lazy at this, but I'm lazy at a lot of other things. And I really will eat whatever's in front of me. And I've got to be careful about that because I got to learn. I got to put good things in my stomach. And I was working out with the trainer before I hurt my knee. And we were talking about meal plans. And he was like, dude, you got to do factor. And I was like, dude, they're one of my sponsors. And then we high-fived and hugged. We didn't do the hug or the high-five, but he w did recommend Factor. And I was like, that's crazy. They're one of my sponsors. But you can get nutritious, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. I mean, that's really it. You get to pick from options. They deliver it to your door. The meals are delicious, and they are under 550 calories um, and it, it's just amazing. You can look and feel your best in time for warmer weather. And my gosh, we need that in California. It has been raining nonstop here. But a lot of people like me are too busy to cook and I'm just not good at cooking. So with Factor, you get to skip that trip to the grocery store. You skip the chopping, the prepping, the cleaning up too. Factor is also fresh. It's never frozen. Meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy. And then you're thinking, well, that's probably just good. That's like cardboard. It's going to taste like cardboard. Guys, it doesn't. I They sent me and my parents a whole thing because my parents even got into this. Factor has delicious flavor-packed meals to help you live to the fullest. Now get this. You can also choose from keto, which I did. You can do vegan and veggie. You can do calorie smart and you can do protein plus options on the menu each week. Like I said, they're prepared by chefs and it's approved by dietitians and my trainer, each meal has all of the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. And what I like is that like they don't, it's not just like some protein bar. They make it good that you're eating a meal. So you have 34 chef prepared dietitian approved weekly options 
Every week, there's always something new to try. You can enjoy meals for any time of day with breakfast options like egg bites, smoothies, and more. Plus, you can replenish your snack supply because they have an assortment of like 45 plus add-ons you could also add. Um, And listen, you got to cut back on the takeout. I know, I know. I love it too, but you got to. Put the takeout money into something that's going to make you look and feel good. Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper than takeout, meals are ready faster than restaurant delivery. You put the time and money you save towards planning activities for when the weather warms up. So eating vegan or veggie is also a snap with Factor. Each meal, like I said, prepared by the chefs. Factor Meals has all of the ingredients you want, nothing you don't. Um, and if you're looking to mix up that vegan ve- uh, veggie option, you can also add the protein to it. So get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. It is ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. So head to factormeals.com. That's F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S.com slash SoBad50. I'm going to put this in the show notes as well. Go check it out for yourself. Don't just say no. Go check it out. Do it for the show. Do it for me, but also do it for you. Use code SOBAD50 to get 50% off your first box. So that's code SOBAD50 at factormeals.com slash SOBAD50, 50% off your first box. Like enough. Not everyone's connected to their exes after they've moved on with their lives. We, I get it. We were a big couple, but like move on people. And it's the same we've done with Jennifer Aniston, Brad Pitt for so many years. You know, he they were remarried to other people, but yet the world still kind of like wants them together. And so everything they do, they keep pitting them against each other or combining the narrative together. Yeah. Uh, uh, moving on to the Oscars from this uh, past uh, Sunday. Was there any stories coming out of that for you guys that you found immediately interesting? Even, uh, you Ooh, know, Adam's got vanity, a great story. Yeah, vanity, the Vanity Fair and the Elton John parties. Yeah. Wait, did you know about this? Wait, how did you just, we were just, oh my God. Are you, are you, are you in my room right now? How the fuck? <laughs> no, um, they, they, this is literally what I eat and breathe. So I was like, oh, these guys probably oh, have something good. Yeah. So you want to hear something crazy? So I, um, this is wild, dude. Um, so obviously the Vanity Fair party. I'm so excited to tell you this. You're like the first person we really talked about it with. Um, and we were just talking about this. So the Vanity Fair party, as people know, is probably the most uh, exclusive party. Where is I wouldn't say the word exclusive. It's the biggest party after yeah. the Oscars. As you see the photos the next day. Obviously, everyone of everyone goes to this party from. I mean, Dax, who were some of the names that we saw at this year's? Uh, oh my God, it was John Legend, Chrissy Teigen, Julia I mean, Gardner. Uh, Ju- Everyone. Kendall. Justin. Justin. Everyone's at this party. Everyone. Justin wore a blanket. Uh, Justin wore a blanket to the Vanity Fair party. Which Very some people exciting. are like, kind of like, dude, come on. Like, you know, you're trying to be cool. But I talked to two different sources there and actually another source, and we're going to get into that. But this party was always epic. Now, I asked people, and these are big-name people, that went to the party. And I was like, how was it? And he could – you know, sometimes I get my stories from other kind of notable people, and they kind of tell me a little bit of a vibe and stuff like that. They said, well, this year's party wasn't that great. And I go, what do you mean? Like, what wasn't great about this party? And they said that, well, this year's party, it felt like there's a lot of people there that were not supposed to be there. And I go, what do you mean? <laughs> and apparently uh, that – it, it was like people that were wealthy, but they obviously had to have paid to go to the party. You know, these are people that paid money, a lot of money. They knew someone who they could kind of pay off to kind of go to the party. So I talked to two different people, and apparently the celebrities that were there, they were getting attacked, ambushed 
by people that just wanted selfies. Wherever you were, wherever you went in the party, everyone's like, "Hey, can I get a photo? Can I get a photo here?" Now we know that a lot of celebrities go just for that photo. They just kind of walk the red carpet and leave and go to Guyo Series party, which is a very exclusive party. But yeah. some people actually do hang out at the party for a little bit. Most celebrities who went to the party were only there for about an hour or maybe an hour and a half tops because, again, they were being ambushed by selfie people, people just who like wanted to like network with them, and they're like, "What is going on here? This is a you got to realize." Vibe. In the past, that's not what happens at the Vanity Fair party because yeah. everyone is a list. Everyone is involved in Hollywood, so that's a party you can like chill at. Yes, there's roaming photographers for like Getty getting snaps, but it's not like a selfie party. And so to have that happen is really unusual. And these celebrities go to these parties to network with each other, to kind of um, you know do business with each other. It's cool for them to all be in the same room and connect with each other. Uh, it's just, it, it's that kind of vibe. It's just, it's good for, it's good for good both for parties, <laughs> good for business. It's show business. So it's good for business. Now, a lot of them are getting attacked and like, they're like, yeah, definitely people paid to get this party. So then I called a contact I have and not, not like this hardcore journalist yeah. contact source guy, but I know a guy who's a high end ticket broker. Now the wealthy, you know, this guy deals with people, wealthy people, don't want to go see Drake perform. They want to see Drake perform during sound check and get them get a photo with them. The wealthy don't want to go to a football game and sit in a box. The wealthy want to go to a football game and get to be on the they get the field passes. You know, they want to get that. They want to get like some sort of extra sort of bonus and they're going to pay a lot of money for that sort of experience. People pay to go to this year's Oscars. There was like some sort of money to kind of go to the Oscars, which normally that's not how it used to work. Or well, I think probably it's how it's always worked, but it's becoming more uh, vocal. People paid to go to the Vanity Fair party. Now, who actually got the money? I don't know if the money went to Vanity Fair. I don't know if the money went to some publicists or producers who kind of got paid on the side. Like, hey, here's some, you know, a couple thousand bucks. Shut the fuck up. Like, you know, let's go to this party. <laughs> now, the Vanity Fair party, my buddy said, well, actually, I had two clients who went to the party. I go, how much did these people paid to go to the party. Two people paid, well, it was a total of $40,000 just to go to the Vanity Fair party. Now, if he wasn't the only person sneaking people, kind of getting these people into the party, I'm sure there was other people that paid to go into the party. And that's what it's been coming. Um, you know, there was a lot was that, of people. Was that Jill Zarin? Was Jill Zarin the one? Dude, right? Like, how the fuck? Me and Dr. Stan, how are people like Jill Zarin there? So someone, I don't think Jill Zarin came. By the way, and Jill Zarin you know, was there taking pictures with everybody. She was like hopping into photos. She was at, and, and by the way, Jill Zarin's been on the Hollywood Raw podcast, I believe. Yeah, She's very yes, sweet. Yeah. She's very nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, like Jill Zarin was there and nothing against Jill. Like, I don't, Jill didn't need to be there. I don't need to be there. I mean, of course. If I was Jill Zarin, I would totally take advantage of the situation. But like there's people, a lot of people that paid to either sponsors and stuff like that to go to the party. They paid a lot of money to be to get to these parties, which is kind of funny and crazy. That is why. I mean, that really blows me away. But I totally uh, because I, you know, growing up as a kid, the Vanity Fair party was always sold to me as mm -hmm. the most exclusive party. Everybody was handpicked. There was no stragglers. There was no you go to the Elton John party for that, but not at the Vanity <laughs> Fair party. So that is fascinating. And I wonder if any rules will be in place for next year uh, to make that more exclusive and stuff like that. Um, I also you were talking about I think you mentioned really quickly, but I was. Wondering if you guys had any information on Tom Cruise not being at the Oscars because I thought he was going to go there and take his 
you know, flowers for saving the film industry. I thought he would be doing. And somebody said, oh, he didn't want an awkward run in with Nicole Kidman on the red, uh, the white carpet or champagne carpet. I, I don't think he cares about. Yeah. Running like, in with Nicole Kidman. I don't, I don't think that honest- could keep him apart. I think the bigger problem is that he wasn't nominated for best actor. And I think I, I honestly, he should have got that nomination just because that movie was so big. He did a great job. I think that he deserved a nomination for that. You guys hear that? Yeah, I think Adam. 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 Like, your microphone. Oh, shit. My bad, right. dude. Um, <laughs> I'm drinking water. I'm sorry. So yeah, he definitely he definitely deserves a nomination. Um, and I think it was a pretty big snub to him. So he's like, why am I going to show up? I basically reinvented getting movies back into theaters and I didn't get the nomination. So like screw off Oscars. I think that's why he didn't go. I, I think he was offended by the whole situation personally. Is there any other stories coming out of that night that like interest you guys or that that are still like two days later? Uh, keep coming back. Anything that you're hearing from any of these parties with celebrities? No, my big no. Thing is, so what? Yeah. What is? Uh, I watched the whole Oscars going. I haven't seen everything everywhere <laughs> all at once. So I was like, what the fuck oh. is happening tonight? <laughs> I was yeah, like, you must what is this? Lost. What is this musical performance? Why is the guy got hot dogs on his fingers? Like. That was the way. And if you're if you haven't seen the movie, you feel really yeah. left out because everyone's going nuts for these people. And I'm like, I don't know why everyone is so wild. And every clip that they're showing you from the movie, I'm like, I mean, it seems OK, but it doesn't seem like the best <laughs> acting job I've ever seen. How are they beating out everyone? I don't know. Did you watch the movie? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I love the movie. Is I thought it, it was good. Yes, it's excellent. I really, I personally loved it. Uh, so I was excited to see it win all those awards. I think, you know, the Oscars are weird because you have films like Top Gun and Avatar, which everyone has seen, like, you know, and then other movies, the job is to kind of sell those to middle America and stuff. And that's really hard because they're there to celebrate movies like Top Gun, Avatar, things that actually did bring people back to the movie theaters. But in terms of accomplishment, I think, you know, everything everywhere all at once is awesome. Um, I was thinking, too, as we start winding down here a little bit, uh, you've been uh, doing this for so long. Have you been like and especially maybe you, Adam, in the streets, have you been there for some of the most like the biggest pop culture moments in history and got to see it with your own eyes? Hmm. Um, that's a great question. And I have to really think about that. Um, in the meantime, Dax, have you ever slept? Yeah. With a <laughs> I, I, would, I would say I watched. You know, I was there firsthand to watch Michael Jackson's death unfold. And I, I think that was a pretty big moment in pop culture history, being there kind of on the ground floor as the news was starting to roll in. Oh, you know, I got a, I got a tip that day that there was an ambulance at his house. OK. And, you know, I'm running up to Harvey's desk being like, hey, Harvey, uh, for, there's an ambulance at, at Michael Jackson's house that just went in the front gate. Like, I, you know, can, we need to start making calls to you know starting I, I i was one of the people that got one of the first confirmations that he was dead and you know and then harvey got one and mike walters got one and it was like watching this whole thing uh develop was wild and then I, at that moment i was doing a live shot with I, it was like uh i don't know fox new york or something and literally our publicist came up to me as i was live on the air and said 
we're posting it. We're confirming Michael Jackson's dead. And like that moment of being live yeah. on the air and breaking that news for the world was crazy. It's same thing with Prince. I was live on the air when oh, we confirmed man. Prince was had died and being there for Whitney Houston. And I, I mean, it's kind of sad that I'm relating a lot of these with death, but they those death stories are so big and so powerful and take over you know, the, the, the media cycle, but being there for, I don't know, Mel Gibson's wild rants and some of the other stuff that were huge stories or I'm Brittany shaving her head. I remember where I was at that moment. I don't know. Just well, weird I mean, stuff I, like that. I mean, to that, you know, you're, you're one of your jobs at TMZ Dax. I mean, weren't you the one that kind of was choosing what was going up on the site or, uh, it wasn't that uh, part Dude, of your Ryan. Job? It was the most voyeuristic job you could ever ask for. It was awesome. <laughs> it's like a kid in a, well, it's like a kid in a candy store of like being yeah. able to pick and choose what actually makes it to the public. And you probably, you both of you guys have probably sat on so much information in your career so far. Well, the, the thing was because my job was to choose the, like go through and license all the photos from the agencies. So my job every morning would go in and the way it works is there's agencies and they have websites and the paparazzi will upload all of their photos and videos to their agency's website from the night before that day. And so I log in and it's just like tons and thousands of photos from the night before. And you just kind of click on the, the photo of the celeb that interests you. And you're like, I wonder what Jen Aniston was up to yesterday. And then you can look through <laughs> oh the God. set of photos and choose what you want. And so I would look through all these photos and yes, you get to see all the uncensored and graphic ones and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but it was just a fun experience because what I thought was interesting, I was like, okay, if I find this interesting, someone else out there will find it interesting. So that's really what it came down to was I was dictating a lot of like, what would the content that would go on TMZ and getting to pitch it out for the show. And, you know, for years, what you saw was kind of what I found interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, to me, that's the heyday of TMZ, too, when you, I mean, well, also, that, that paid, yeah, it, it was just a great time for pop culture. I mean, a really scary time, but great. Adam, what was your, what were you about to say? Yeah, no, I, I like Dax said, like, I wasn't there because uh, when we, I'm based on the East Coast, so I was around when, like, Whitney Houston died. I was there at the cemetery. I was there, like, uh, around that, and I just, that was terrible. I remember just working <clears throat> so many hours during the day when that happened, but for me, it was more of, like, personal experiences like from doing like the Amanda Bynes bong out the window story to, um, you know, I've had some crazy experiences on the street just with celebrities. You know, I was, I remember when Orlando Bloom and Miranda Kerr got divorced, there was a lot of speculation of why they were getting divorced. And um, he was on Broadway at the time. And there was a Friday when they announced they were going to get divorced. And actually this, I have two exposed stories. So Miranda Kerr and Orlando Bloom are getting divorced. They got divorced on Friday. They made the announcement. Now, Around Which is, that time, by the way, remember, a tactic in celebrity news. You always yeah, the Friday releases. Oh Friday, my god, it's always you, released you, on Fridays. You try to bury it or get it to slip through because if you get it through the weekend and they don't notice, there's a good chance you dodged a bullet and no one's going to cover your divorce. Anyway, keep going, Adam. Yeah, so they got divorced, and remember that time that Orlando Bloom and Justin Bieber got into a fight. Uh, you know, we kind of like yeah, yeah, no yeah, one yeah. really talked about that. Now there's a lot of stuff, and I can't get into it legally of why they apparently were getting divorced. Um, but they have a good relationship now, which they've said, and which is great. But I remember I was sent to go interview, or try to get Orlando Bloom. I wasn't set like they're like, hey, see if you get Orlando Bloom to talk about. It. And I don't, I don't, I didn't feel like a good guy doing that type of stuff. Like that's not the stuff I like to do, especially something like that. It's not cool. Anyway, 
the Orlando Bloom was on Broadway. He was living in Tribeca. So I, I at that time for the company I was working for, Wink, um, sent me down there to go <laughs> see what he could get. And all the paparazzi stood down the street. And there was like 15 guys at the time. There's not as many paparazzi in New York anymore. And that's because of social media. There's just not enough money in it anymore. But all the paparazzi had photos and cameras were down the street. I have a video camera. I can't really stand down the street because I'm not going to get anything. What am I going to zoom and do video of them? Like I need to actually get an interaction with them. So I remember I pulled up. I stayed with all the paparazzi for like 10 minutes. And they're waiting down the street. They waited there all day. I said, you know what? I'm going to walk in just in front of his apartment and check it out. As I walk to the front of Orlando Bloom's apartment, he comes out. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I look, I look around. I look back. All the paparazzi don't even realize it's Orlando Bloom because they're like 150 yards away, like down the street. <laughs> they don't realize Orlando Bloom just walked out. So I just like let him walk a little bit. And he walked the opposite direction of the paparazzi. And um, I was like, all right, I'm just let him go. And then, you know, I pull up my camera. I run after him. And I talk to him and I get this interview with him like Orlando I just want to see how, how are you man like are you okay you know and I just like set the record straight it, you know like um you know how are you feeling are you in good sp- you know a good mental place you know is there any reason for this like do you guys think you guys will be friends and again I don't like doing this type of coverage yeah. but for the company I was working for they wanted me to do that and I had no choice because I gotta, I gotta earn a paycheck and he started talking to me and it was like a really good conversation where he actually like wanted to talk about it and like just basically ended saying there was nothing that happened. We're always going to be family. We have kids together. She, you know, like I'm, I'm okay. She's okay. This is, and I remember the paparazzi seeing me videoing him as I'm walking down the street and they just start running down the street. Like, <laughs> Oh shit. Like we're missing the shot. And I got the whole interview with Orlando for like a minute and a half. And then he like got in the car and went to Broadway. He just walked the opposite direction and so that was like a very cool big interview just because a news story in the new the time that happened. However, the, By the craziest way, do, you, do you remember how wild it was that Orlando hooked up with Selena and Justin hooked up with Miranda? Like what are Wait, the chances uh, is of that, that? Yeah, I don't know if we're going to talk well, about that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean no, it, that's not confirmed. But just, yeah, but yeah, there was but I mean even or there's I remember yeah, Orlando that one shot of him sitting on the curb with Selena. Do you guys yeah. know the one I'm talking about? 100%. Orlando has some wild stuff. And then if you watch that uh Billy Eilish documentary when he's with Katy Perry at Coachella and he oh, comes up weird. to Billy Eilish and he's like <laughs> I, he's like out of his mind on something, and he's like, "We're just organisms on Earth, man." Like it was great. What, what was the I second just love story? That Billy yeah, was he, like, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> <laughs> and then she'd be like, "Oh, he was the naked guy on a kayak or on, on a surfing <laughs> boat, and Katy Perry was in a bathing suit." Well, but he wanted Billy to go, Eilish's Sir. brother had to tell her, "Like that's the dude from Lord of the Rings." She goes, "That's oh, the one great. with the wiener on the, the paddleboard." <laughs> yeah. The second story, and this is not really, um, I guess, maybe I don't know if your audience cares about this stuff, but this is more athlete related. But it was um, when TMZ did the story of Ray Rice. They broke the story of the Ray Rice situation at the, you know, he he physically abused his girlfriend or wife, whatever it was, in the elevator. And the NFL, like, this became the biggest story in the NFL. Here's the star running back of the NFL abuses a woman, pretty much forced him out of the league. And the NFL did a press conference, and but we couldn't get into it. TMZ wasn't allowed to go to the press conference. But they sort of sent me and said, hey, listen, see what you could get there. See if you could kind of just walk in and show it up. And I'm going to be honest with you. it was a, Again, this was a Friday. 
I was a little stoned, me and my coworker, and I'm wearing like gym shorts and a gym shirt. Like I didn't care. And we just went to the Hilton where the press conference was, and no one even asked us if we were immediate. We just kind of walked in, and people probably thought we were like the camera guys or we were like the ones like who put the stage together. Like no one even like looked us up and said, like checked us in if we're immediate. We just walked in, no one stopped us. So me and my coworker, we just sat in the back of the room, and it's all legit media. There's CNN, there's ESPN, there's Fox Sports, like very big people in the news space are all there and they're all going live and Roger Goodell is doing a press conference to talk about the Ray Rice incident. Now this is going on for 45 minutes. Who's, this press who's conference the president of the NFL. Yeah. 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 I don't president know the name. Of, okay. Yeah. Roger. Goodell, president. So I'm like bored in the beginning of this press conference. And again, I was a little bit in a different world. I call my friend Benji Bronk from the Howard Stern show. Oh, Benji! I call, yeah. I was just saying, like this very stuttering John almost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Benji Bronk. That's <laughs> so Benji's a, a buddy Benji. of mine. And I call Benji. I go, Benji, there's a press conference a block away from the press conference. You should crash the press conference. And he's like, what? He's like, you think I get in? I was like, Benji, just walk in. Just like crash a press conference. So in the middle of this press conference that's live on ESPN, live on TV, I had Benji kind of like crash the press conference. He's like, don't throw me in the elevator. It's, it's a, if you look on YouTube, it's a very big video. Anyway, towards the end of the press conference, um, I got a call from one of my uh, superiors uh, to say, uh, say, you need to ask a question to the press conference. I'm like, what? And like, yeah, you need to ask a press. And everyone's wearing suits. Again, I'm wearing a gym shirt and gym mesh shorts. And uh, so I raised my hand to ask a question. And they kept giving the microphone to the same people. They kept giving the microphone to Peter King of ESPN and Rachel Nichols of CNN. They kept going back and forth. Better, and I'm raising my hand and they're not calling on me. They're probably <laughs> like, who's this guy? Like some fan that got in the back of it. Finally, like my person's calling me. Like, you need to get on the microphone. So I, I, I get the person. I go, dude, you see my hand up? Give me the microphone. They give me the microphone, right? And I go, Mr. Goodell, my name is Adam Glenn from TMZ and TMZ Sports. All of a sudden, as soon as I say that, the whole room turns and looks at me. And I'm like, woof. Like, I just felt the energy switch because TMZ is the one who broke the story about the Ray Rice situation. I go, Mr. Goodell, I ask one question. I go, um, why didn't you guys just call the hotel? Or why didn't you call the police department, like the police department to get the video of what happened in the, um, the elevator? What happened? And they start to make like Roger Goodell starts to like give me a bullshit po- political answer of why they didn't like call and try to get the video. And as I'm like sitting there standing, the publicist is trying to pull the microphone away from me. And I just start saying like listening to the, com- the, the in- qu- answer. And then I go, Mr. Goodell, we made one phone call. You guys have a whole legal department. Can you explain that to me? Why you guys weren't able to get the video? And he starts to give me like a whole p- like political answer back. And just like that, the whole energy, the press conference turns and everyone's just like, what? Like basically the press conference just ended after that because I just called Roger McGadell, uh, Roger Goodell, like bullshit on like his whole thing. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I don't think anything of it. Everyone, the press conference ends up kind of abruptly and everyone starts to pack up their equipment. Everyone comes up and say, hey, great job. Great job. I'm like, I don't even think anything of it. I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is nice. And then next thing you know, like. I get a call from my boss like, hey, Adam, what's the vibe like at this press conference? I go, I don't know. It's pretty chill. You know, like it's fine. They go, listen, you're trending on Twitter. You're the number one thing on Twitter right now. I'm like, are you kidding me? And then all of a sudden I get in the car and like the radio is talking about me. I'm like, what's going on? And like my phone was blowing up. Twitter went crazy. And then 
John Oliver's talking about me. Rachel Maddow's talking about me. <laughs> Seth, my, like my name is like everywhere. Like people are talking about my question. And the quote became the number four quote of 2014. And I'm actually in the like American public life, like the American history of the number four quote of 2000. I'm like in part of American history now for my oh, quote. I love that. that. Oh and it was God. just like a crazy, like what happened? It was like, dude, I wasn't supposed to be there. I was just messing around. And then just became like in like, you know, again, part of American history. I mean, that's amazing. Um, two last things. Are you guys both married right now? Yes. Yeah. Okay, but it, back in the day, I mean, did you did you date? I mean, you had a very close relationship with a lot of celebrities. Were there ever any? I mean, it just popped into my head halfway through this. Did you guys date celebrities at a certain point? Because you were both like had to be around a lot of them multiple times. I I got married right like when I was kind of young at TMZ. So we've been married basically my whole time of working in the industry. So no, and you I, haven't cheated with Raquel from Vanderpump rules. Have you Dax? I just once, <laughs> once. Or okay. Twice, I, I just, but... I don't want it to break. If we could break it here, that'd be great. Adam, what about you? <laughs> I Adam, hooked, you, you... The only hooked, so Dax, I think, you know, uh, the only celebrity I hooked up with, um, was, was Mary Kate Olsen. Um, <laughs> no, with that, wait, 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 no, I did. So like me, wait, you uh, did. So, That's so, not a joke. Ryan, you gotta listen to this. So Ryan, I, uh, so back in the day, if you remember, Butter was like the hot spot on Mondays yeah, in New York. York. And this is back to like page <laughs> six days and stuff like that. Mary, you know, all the celebrities just go there. Leo, I I met Mary Kate Olsen there. And then we went back to her place in Soho. And here I am like freaking out. Like here I am hooking up with like uh, Mary Kate Olsen, Michelle Tanner from Full House. Right. Like this is going crazy. Right. And then we got to that point. Like I asked her if I should get a condom. Right. And she was like, you got it, dude. And then I. um. <laughs> and then I slapped her in the ass, and she's like, "How rude!" And full house joke. No, no, I was that's gonna be good. That's the number five quote of two times twenty-three. No, I no. It's funny story, honestly, Ryan. When it came to like trying to hook up with celebrities, they all like, I like. There's a lot of well, uh, Lana Del Rey did hit on Adam, which was pretty great. Yeah, I, I mean, no, I like I had a like. Did I actually did I hook up like a lot of times? Their people wouldn't allow me to like. I got celebrities numbers, get but their close, team yeah. didn't allow it. Now there's like Lana Del Rey, which is like a different story. Um, but that's just like it, it's weird. Like their people don't. Um, when it came to like, I remember like Aubrey. Uh, did I ever tell you this, Dax? Like Aubrey O'Day gave me her number, mm-hmm. and her publicist <laughs> was just like. You are not hanging out with this guy. You are not <laughs> going. I was like, "What? Well, come on!" She'd rather her, her publicist would rather hang out with Polly D than you. That's uh, that's, that's <laughs> I, I uh, she dated. She dated another uh, Pap who yeah, was actually yeah. had on the podcast. He was awesome. Gee, uh, um, to go full circle from where we started here, and just terms of Vanderpump Rules, uh, we had that Schwartz thing. In terms of Raquel and Tom, we have not gotten any sort of comment from, well, they had their apologies they released, but nothing video. We had a couple paparazzi photos uh, on TMZ, I believe. But what would you suggest to them? Do you think it's worth, uh, you know, do you think it's worth anything for them to do something like Schwartz did? Or also, do you think Bravo has some sort of gag order on them of like, you do not talk to anybody but us at this point? I think that's what Bravo's doing is you save this shit for the show. Like, we need this. And I think that they will end up talking at some point. And knowing how big this situation's got, I'm sure they'll do the, like, sit-down interview with someone. You know, whether that's Andy Cohen, like, a, a special, I don't know. 
but I do feel like they'll do a sit down that'll kind of break the silence and they'll be like, and you can watch it all unfold on the next season of Vanderpump Rules. You know, like I, that's what I see happening because Bravo wants this. I mean, it's just like the whole thing with the Ultimate Girls Weekend Trip or whatever the hell the, the Ultimate other Girls thing Trip, is. yeah. Like, Randy Glanville and there's a reason Bravo holds on to this stuff because they want you to tune in and watch it. It's hard to get viewers on television shows these days. So it's because social media, we see everything already. We, we see everything on TMZ. We see everything on Daily Mail. So it is hard in this day and age to actually make a good show. And that's why they rush to get cameras back up after ending mm-hmm. the season. So you're right. This is an investment for them. Yeah, and they want you to tune in, and it's going to work. Everyone's going to tune in. They want to see it unfold. They want to see immediately after, because that's one thing that even in an interview you won't get, you won't get to see Raquel break down, which you'll be able to see on the show, and you'll see Tom's reaction. You'll see, you know, you're going to see all of that um, happen live, or not live, but you get to see it all in real time. And Adam pointed out on Friday's episode that Raquel left her comments unlocked, but I wanted to know, uh, Adam, I wanted to tell you that's because she can't read. So, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, um, okay. You guys, I've taken up so much of your time. You guys were so worth waking up early for the podcast is called Hollywood raw. Um, you guys release two episodes a week. Is that, that correct? Yeah. Wednesday is normally like our episode where we'll, talk to either a celebrity or uh, someone inside the entertainment world like a paparazzi because they're they have a different perspective than most people do on the celebrity news so we love talking to photographers we talk to media moguls we talk to people who are next to celebs whether that be like a private jet flight attendant or we've had bodyguards we've had uh private chefs we've had just kind of like We go all over the place because we want to know what celebrities are really like. And the best way to find out what they're really like is talk to the people that are close to them. You know, the people involved with them on a daily basis. And again, the bodyguard interviews have been some of my favorite. The paparazzi interviews have been some of my favorite. Um, And then we bring on celebs. Like, I think one of our big gets this in the last couple of weeks was Tara Reid. Tara Reid was someone we have wanted on for so long. And we finally got her on because we've covered her life for so long. And, you know, she's like, I'm so misunderstood, you guys. She's like, I don't know why reality stars these days get praised for the craziness and the partying. But like when I partied in my younger days, I was crucified for it. Every move she made, it was like, what is she doing? Why is she partying? And she was like, I was professional. I showed up on time to set. I I always knew my lines. But the only thing everyone wanted to talk about was my parties. And she's like, it never once affected my work. I don't know why it like literally ruined my career. It was that and the weight loss. I was always remembering the big stories for mm-hmm. Tara. But I, I, I was a casting assistant once and she came in and auditioned. And I got to say, she was amazing. Like, Dude, it, blew, it blew me awesome. away because I was like, yeah, I walked, she walked in and I immediately, uh oh, here, you know, this will be a mess. And it was real. It was like one of the best auditions I had seen that day. Yeah, and that's what I said to her um, because she came in and she hosted TMZ once. And I had a perception or, you know, perceived perception of Tara. And she came in and she knocked out of the park and she was awesome and funny and humble and all those things. And I wanted our audience to see that side of her. So when we had her on, I was like, this is this is the terror I want people to know because everyone has what they think she's like based on the media coverage. But she is really, truly like a kind, funny person. 
And then Friday you do your pop culture, like, you know, your 10 story oh, yeah. roundup, which <laughs> is really, really awesome. Like you guys, I mean, also I was just thinking talking to you guys, do you guys have a book in the works at all? I mean, your, your history with all of this stuff would be so, I mean, this is such a, it would be such a great gift for any pop culture lover, just like this podcast is, but it just, is that in the state planning stages at all for you guys? Yes, and it's titled I Saw Jay-Z and Beyonce's Elevator Video First. That's the name of the book. Oh, my God. We didn't even talk about the elevator. <laughs> and well, the other thing I want to know is the Brad Pitt jet. Like, what happened on that? I always talk, oh, j- uh, joke about writing one-act plays for events that I don't know exactly what happened. Like, I, I want to know exactly how that private jet went down. I want to know the elevator, <laughs> the dialogue. Um but I, hopefully you guys will come back down the line. You guys just uh, such a wealth of knowledge and you have such passion. And I just, you, I just geeked out entirely this hour. So thank you so much for spending the hour with us. Cause I really, but you guys, Hollywood raw podcast, go subscribe, go rate it five stars on Apple podcasts and Spotify. They were nice enough to come on here. So be nice enough to, I mean, you're going to dig it anyway. So go check it out and go rate it five stars right out of the gate. Uh, is there anything else coming up for you guys? Uh, who else we got coming up, Adam? Anyone? Or any stories that any stories you're looking at this week or keeping an eye on? No, I mean, listen, I just I got like a cool. I don't want to. I'm going to do a cool interview this week. Not even like I'll, I know I'll run into them. Like my whole job is like connecting past. So this coming this week, I'm going to run into someone who I always get excited to see. Um, if I'm in, yeah. which would you know, be right. who? <laughs> I, I was trying to hide it because I was like, I don't know. People get weird, but uh, I'm going to run into. I like I was. My job is I try to cross paths with people. And every time I see this person, it's always fun. It's cool and interesting, unique. And it's Charles Barkley, you know, and it's oh, someone like I love- that. I always love <laughs> like he's just awesome. Like he doesn't hold back. Yeah. Like, he's just a real person. And I appreciate talking to people like that. Like there's there's very few people now like I get excited to talk to like where mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of it's work. But like there's some people who are just it's like reassuring. Like it's just like that some people still have souls in a soulless industry. And yeah. Charles Barkley is one of them. He's just a real dude. So I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, and where can we follow you guys both? I mean, I know you have the Hollywood raw podcast, uh, Instagram page, uh, and then you guys have your own personal accounts and stuff like, so Adam, like, where can we see if you do cross paths with people like Charles Barkley, where do we see that at? Yeah, you can follow me at on Instagram, TikTok at Adam Glenn, G L Y N. Uh, I also have a YouTube page called Adam's Apple and that's where I post all my interviews and stuff. Um, it's just some of my cool, interesting, quick run-ins and stuff. And then well, I'm just at Dax Holt on all social platforms. It's an easy one. It didn't get taken too quickly. Uh, since I got a <laughs> unique name. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for your service. And I look forward to your Friday podcast. Like this is a podcast that I will actually listen to. And I try not to steal things from people. So I stay away from all the reality show. But like I just the inside information on this is just it's so I don't know. This is the part that I truly geek out on. So thank you guys so much. And hopefully I'll talk to you again soon. Dude, thank you for having us. Love thank it. you, Ryan. Five. Betches.